2: Welcome to But Am I Wrong, a podcast where we tell you when you're wrong because we've never been wrong. I feel like that's a pretty accurate way to to describe the podcast. You might think, that feels abrasive. So call me a scrub daddy when it's cold. I was about to fucking say the exact (laughs)
0: same thing. If you'd like to participate in this show, there's a couple ways you can participate. You can be just like a a bystander where you're like, I have opinions, but I don't need to be that hard. Then you can just vote when Mm -hmm. we put the votes up sometime after Friday. Or, you know, I really like when people vote and then they explain why they made their vote. Because I like to hear other people's opinions. Or you can, you know, this is bread bread and butter of the show, which, you know, please, please, please write in
2: and share. If you were wrong in a situation. Yeah, if you're questioning that. You're like I'm on the precipice like I I don't feel like I'm the villain but maybe I am the villain and it is our duty to tell you. We've been given that gift of talking and opinion. <laughs> we're very good at that. We're, so we're women with microphones and we're toxic. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty non-toxic. GMO free. You should join our Patreon because something just happened. Something has happened. I think we should tease it on Patreon oh, too. Yeah. So if you're on Patreon, maybe we should. Can we like add it to just a description of the Patreon?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You you got a little visual something. And then you're going to get a, a, a deeper hint, tease in yeah. the uh, description of this. So you should join our Patreon. And it's not $100. It's not even $50. It's not even 10 No. You can spend anywhere from $1 to, I mean, the limit does not exist. Like if you, if you're rolling in cash and you're just like looking for ways to spend it, if you're looking to support women in STEM, us, Mm -hmm. we're here. This is technology. So it is STEM. You know how badly I want to be a woman in STEM? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I am a woman in STEM. And I was gardening this week. I am a woman with STEM. Yes, you are. So yeah, uh, as women in STEM... That's what we're here for. So submitting them.
0: Yep, you write you a little email, three hundred words or less, a little ditty, and you know present it to us, um, present your and, case to the jury, and uh, you send it to but am I wrong at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.
2: We do ask uh, that you include ages. If the whole thing's anonymous, so if you're going to name other people, we do ask that you give like full fake names. And if you're going to do pop culture references, so not required. You do not have to do that. But if you're going to do it, actually make it make sense. So if you're like, oh, this is about me and my lover, I'm going to go by Beyonce and my lover will go by Solange. I'm like, disgusting. No,
0: that they are sisters. Exactly.
2: And then I go, why are you fucking your sister? Yeah. And you're like, I didn't say I was fucking my sister. I go, but then you didn't, but you didn't not say you weren't. Right. So that's the only thing we'll request here.
0: So make it Jay-Z. I guess if that's what you want. But then would.
2: again, I'm still going to pre Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what it's about. Exactly. You know, if you're like, I'm going to call myself Solange in this and I'm going to call my brother-in-law Jay-Z. And I'm going, why'd you hit him yeah. in the elevator? Uh-huh. I'm like, well, that's not what the call, like that's not what this was out. And I go, well, well we're at, we're waiting. I'm, I, I, I would, I would like to know. So we told you how you can submit. That is only for one segment of the show. We have three different segments First one, we'll get into like the specifics of each one before, but just know that this is this is where we share our own things, you share with us, and then collectively we decide who we should all throw tomatoes at for the week mm-hmm. or the month, the time being. Ethical gossip, so gossip you can feel good about, and shit talking you can feel good about.
0: Yes. And sometimes we also just talk about
2: actually Actual shitting. shitting. Yeah. Well, should we get into, but am I wrong? I think that's a great idea. And to explain that segment, this is where we each present our case to each other of something either happening in our own life. We're like, hey, did I fuck up? Am I the villain in this? Or it could be a hot take, something we would like to propose, or just a rant, something that we are very confident in our thoughts. We don't even want to acknowledge that it could be a hot take because we do not subscribe to the notion, even if it is considered a hot take, something we're incredibly impassioned by and we need to share it with the class. You're up first. Let's see what I wrote down. Oh, I forgot what I wrote down. This is funny. So I don't know if I can classify this as a hot take because I think in, in, in certain circles, it would be a hot take. And then in other ones, not so much. Within... The acting circle with a lot of actors, it would be considered a hot take if those actors were men.
0: What about if it's somebody who retired from acting when they were um, 22 years old?
2: What did you act in at 22 years old? I've acted in,
0: in quite a few things. I was a star of the Arkansas Kids for Health videos where I played a plethora of different characters. With like ailments? I I played a potato in one when I was teaching people (laughs) about vegetables. I I played a a kid with polio. I played a professor. I played a scientist. I had different... Yes. And so I was kind of like the spokesperson for Arkansas Kids for Health that they showed all across Arkansas in elementary schools. And I would get noticed by children. Wow. So if if I would have stayed down this path,
2: think about Everything we could we could have been. We could still be. We could still do it. Yeah. What's fucking stopping us? Right. Even as someone who retired at, at twenty, you're, you will agree with me because okay. uh the real crucial thing is that you are a a, a a woman. Yeah, I am. Yep. So this is my my hot take. Method acting oh, is gosh. for bad actors. <sighs> Method acting is for bad actors. I'm so impassioned about this and (laughs) I like can't even explain to you how much. So here's where I will get farther into like, this is, this part is not a hot take. This is just a fact because anyone who disputes this is, uh, you don't support women. (laughs) Like method acting is an excuse for men to be abusive and call it their workday and get paid for it. And there's a reason why you don't see women who are method actors. Mm -hmm. And it's not, for the patriarchy in the way you think that like, oh, men are allowed to be, they're allowed to kind of dive into that. And like women are too, like, you know, they're not, they are not allowed to be too emotional. They have to, you know, they have to do it all. They have to be able to bounce back. They still have to be pleasant and nice to be around, like all of that. Sure, but it's because it's not having the desire to absolutely torture and abuse the people that you're around. The environment doesn't support women doing that because... (laughs) Nobody should support anyone being a- abusive. Like it's not any of the fluffy stuff off the top, because it's the idea that that's the issue. No, no, no. the issue with the patriarchy and this is that men want to be abusive and then get to be abusive for their job. So I hate this. And if anyone has, like, the, you know, you can think of lots of like famous actors who. Who are your top two? Jared Leto, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> enemy of the show. Mm-hmm. Big fat fucking enemy of the show. If anyone's read about him and his suicide squad. Yes, everybody hated him. (laughs) Everyone hates. So it does not help your performance at all. It truly does not help your performance. And if a director allows an actor to go method, that is your indicator that the director does not think that you are very good. That you have to immerse yourself in this and that that's the only way to do it and this whole thing of like this is like so important and like this is like so like we have to like respect this and all of this shit you will see the people who have like considered like that they they go method they don't work that much and it's not because they aren't you know maybe that they aren't that famous and all that they're not nice people to work with like nobody enjoys that like Jared Leto was like literally extending like dead fucking animals to Mm -hmm. castmates and torturing them with that and it's just like haha funny like Whatever. No, 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 no. Men will do anything except go to therapy. <laughs> they will, they will, they will act the role of a serial killer, do everything up until like murdering people, and then be like, oh my God, like wow, this is a lot. And it goes, go to therapy, right. you fucking loser. Right. Drives me fucking crazy. And this all stemmed because I saw on a Reddit post that this their, this person was talking about their partner and I think it might have been in like the LA's. I don't remember what subreddit was in um, but their partner was in a play and they have asthma and their part, like they were coming home from rehearsals and they're not a full-time actor. Like this is a community theater production. Like they would, it's a passion they would love to do but this is not their full-time gig and he, he was coming home from rehearsals smelling like cigarettes and she was like, are you smoking? Like, what's going, like, really badass. And so I was like, what's like, oh, no, no, no. The play that we're in, every like, people are smoking through most of the play and the director wanted uh, it to be real. So everyone's just, like, smoking, like, cigarettes. What? And the amount of people, oh, I think it might have even been uh, Am I the Asshole? The amount of people who were, like, everyone was anti-her and was just like, it's acting, like, you know, all this. And I go, no, no, no. If you If you're a director and you need your actors to smoke legitimate cigarettes in a theater, which theaters are old, all yes. of them are fucking old. They have so much fucking cloth and, and upholstery that holds on to smells and they're not well ventilated because they need the acoustics. But also like fire, hazard. fire code. Like that's, you, you're not it's supposed illegal. to do in, that. Like, yes. It's illegal. It's not allowed in most places. And the entire, entire comments were all like ripping them apart, being like, oh my God, no, like this is like, this is acting. Like you'll literally be fine. I go, well, no, they're, it's only going to be for like a part of it. Like you'll be so far away. The idea of method acting as being this like renowned, regaled thing, whether it's directors who want their actors to like live in it, you're not a good director. That's
0: what I was about to say. Or you
2: want, or you're an actor and you're like, no, no, I have to live in this because it's not just about you. Then you need everybody else to play into your fucking shit. Mm-hmm. You're just then controlling and you're also then not a good actor. Right. Being a professional actor is 90% spent on set, not recording, Mm -hmm. not filming. And the product that you make at the end of the day is a small, small part of what your entire workday was. And to torment the people that you are working with, to torment yourself, to like literally cause yourself to be in this like horrific spiral, to like feel so shitty and all of that, like you're going to be a miserable coworker For the sake of art. I don't even think it's for the sake of art. I feel like it's so that they can
0: be who they truly are without consequences.
2: I think it's it's they can be abusive and be awful because they have while being praised for it, which Uh is truly what that's really what they people want to be abusive and they want to be praised for being abusive or it's a self-loathing and I want to punish myself because I don't want to go to therapy. Yeah. And I want to treat myself super fucking poorly. And I'm either wounded or I want to wound other people. Mm -hmm. And it's infuriating. And there's another actor, which I will not talk shit on this show because it is so big. And I think it's a really well done show. But I really love to see older actors who've been in the business for a very long time. I'll talk about it. Okay, Go ahead. I love to see older actors who've been in the business for a very long time publicly call out, specifically men calling out other men for method acting and not being a good person, a nice person to work with, and a good cast member and a good coworker, and making everybody else's jobs harder because actors don't have a lot of control most of their career. Yeah. But once you get to a certain level in your career you don't have control over like producers. You don't have control over directors. And the term is usually above the line people. But like you can be awful to like a props coordinator or something and then you can get them fired and then they don't have a job. Like if you're going to make other people's jobs and lives miserable, you're ruining people's dreams. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. For those who don't know... She may or may not be
0: referring to Succession <laughs> and the dude that plays Kendall, I don't know what his real name is, but Brian Cox, who plays his father, I love has called him an asshole on numerous occasions and says that it's just not good acting if he can, if he has to do this, which is very true to Brian's character on Succession. But also, if you watch, like, Brian in in interviews and stuff, he's very much not that character. But he is, uh, if you want to be entertained, especially if you dislike Kendall, I mean, the the character could be the actor, too. Whatever your choice is, same person. Read the interviews, because they're very uh, hilarious. Like, if you want a good
2: hee-hee-ha-ha, I I strongly recommend it. If you smoke weed, don't smoke weed before you read them. (laughs) Because they're... They're a trip. They're like, <laughs> they made me, they're, it's a lot. Like, it's like, yes. whoa, okay, holding on to my seat. And my final point of all of this is the, the real proof in all of this to me that method acting is bad acting, but more than that as an excuse to be abusive is nobody method acts for positive and happy people. Yeah. You don't go for like, oh, I'm going to method act and be a really kind, lovely person. Someone just dropped that they do it. I'm watching her sift through the files in her brain to figure out who it is. Tom Hanks. He said that he pretends to be nice
0: because he wanted everybody to think he was a good person, but he said there were Days when he was cranky and he just put it on.
2: Oh, no, totally. But it's not. (laughs)
0: But it's not like a mean thing. No, no, it's not like like, in the way that we all. When I'm
2: playing Mr. It's when I'm playing Mr. Like when I'm like, I'm literally like a piece of shit. And then I'm playing Mr. Rogers and I'm like, I'm method acting. I'm incredibly nice. Like no one does that. Like you only do it when it's like, ooh, I can kill animals and treat women like absolute shit. Like sign me the fuck up. Yeah. It's It's a tough one. Yeah. It's a tough one.
0: All right. Well. Here's my, but am I wrong for this week?
2: Oh, I'm ready. Why are you looking at me like that?
0: Why were you looking at me that way? I don't look at you anymore. Okay, so we have AI that can make our dead relatives talk. Hard pass. We have cars that can drive themselves. Hard pass. We also have robots that can deliver our food. Love it. Well, I am very upset. With how we have all these advancements. And, you know, we even got those, those robot animals that run around and now they can hammer shit that, like, I think it's MIT that have been d- doing those things. I've progressively watched them advance over the last 20 years and now they can hammer stuff.
2: I, I, I'm not thinking of like the commercials with the dog with no, the no, little no, blue ears. No,
0: no, 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 no.
2: They no. can, ha- I'm sorry, if they can hammer stuff, they can hammer my, my brain. Yes. I hope everybody's being nice to technology.
0: Anyway, I'll look it up later so you can see. Maybe it's not MIT. But why is it that when I order French fries from a restaurant, they're still arriving to my fucking door soggy? Why is there not a container that is properly ventilated? Also, why are we still putting fries in paper bags? Why, why, with all these advancements in the world, there's not just like... A proper container for French fries to be delivered. If it can be delivered in a robot, why is this robot not ventilated for fries?
2: Why haven't we put an air fryer on wheels? That you would think because that, that Austin would be could be an air fryer on wheels. As you're describing this, because when you put them in bags or you put them in even cardboard boxes, you're trapping steam in there. Yes, so then you're steaming them. You are steaming
0: them. So we need something that's sucking the the moisture, the out. moisture out. So I like this. My rant is very short. This is all really that I have to say about this. But can someone please give us French fries that are delivered to my door, crispy still?
2: That's all. I think it's a. I mean, someone invented dry ice, yes. And I feel like this should be in their wheelhouse for the opposite direction. With all the things that I just named, three D printer, we can do. Right. Yeah. And after they do that, I would I think they should work on printers, but like not the 3D ones. But yeah, no, this this is a a tale as old as time. This is a problem that no one has solved yet. And, you know, I would think that the same mechanism could be used to transport hard shell tacos as well. Yes. I mean, you know,
0: over the pandemic, we had so many you think about before the pandemic when we had things delivered. They were not taped. Do you remember that when was, the pandemic so many hit,
2: that I realized that I was like, I was just disg- yeah blowing out pan- candles on a cake. I go,
0: Dis- oh, I never loved that.
2: I know uh, <laughs> you were ahead of the curve as always, and I was like, we were disgusting. Yeah, but like before the pandemic, I don't like thinking we about were that. just getting food delivered,
0: Ooh. open, no protection, raw dog. Our like, our drinks would just like have the straw, straw in. in it, open. People touching. You don't know if people like sucked on your shaw before. And then during the pandemic, they were like, let's put tape on these things. Seal it up. You know, we've got better to go tanners for cups. But no one in the three years where we were locked in the house and everybody was getting food delivered was like, we need to, we need to fix this problem with soggy fries.
2: That it's a travesty and you're right. And you should say it. And you know what I will say? That so far, you know who actually might be the champions at this because they are the best del- fries delivered fries ever. Because they are some of the best fries ever. Not Palm Springs, obviously. Yeah. Nothing, nothing can compare to that. IHOP fries. IHOP. When did you have IHOP Mosa? delivered? First of all, I've been to VidCon so many times. I thought you meant like recently. No, I also used to live near an IHOP, but no, I've I've had IHOP delivered like that. I I IHOP French fries like. My sh- IHOP is open so fucking late, and for some reason, IHOP makes a great French fry. And of all the places I've had fries delivered from, it's because they they start them crispier. Mm. And I think they it's some I don't know, what, but they're not there. They're not. You're not eating the same fries that you're eating at the table. And also those those thick ceramic plates and the glass bottle ketchup. It does something, changes things. But they're better than most. So I think someone. One of these fucking MIT, one one of one of your young, bright minds head on over to IHOP, collaborate and give us what we deserve. Right. Yeah. It's a sad time. It is. And we the government hasn't given everybody an air fryer. So that's like the only saving grace is afterwards Mm -hmm. reheating. But how annoying is it when you're like, my food's finally here? Now let me heat it. And goes, if I wanted to wait to heat something up, I would have just made my own food. Exactly. Hmm. So someone fix this. And why haven't they yet? What's the bigger question? Big 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 french fries. Big Mm -hmm. fry. Air fryers
0: kind (gasps) of really popped off during the pandemic. What if it was because everyone was getting their fries delivered? And they were having to put them in the air fryer. It's a question.
2: That's not because they did pop off in a way that we got to a point where people are just putting like pieces of plastic. Like, let me put an eraser in my air fryer. And I'm like, I missed a few steps. Yes. Maybe I started with fries. Mm -hmm. And we just got less and less logical. Yeah. Huh. Something to make you
0: think, all right, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, prepare yourselves for, but are you wrong?
1: It's sandal season. Get
2: those dogs out and get them into, (laughs) dare I say, one of the most comfortable, two of the most comfortable pairs of shoes I've ever had the privilege of sliding these dogs right into. Today's episode is brought to you by Crocs. Melissa, how excited are you? I'm so excited. And I love- No, she can't. She can't hide it. She can't even hide it. I love-
0: talking about getting your dogs out because it is sandal season not just sandal season hashtag sandal season
2: and this is what we wait for all year you should know I did paint my toenails in preparation for sandal season and my crocs arrived yesterday and I was like ooh baby I will say I do need to repaint because the color I picked was not great Um, but they're going to be so cute and we are so excited because it's time it's time to pull your sandals out and maybe you need some upgrades but really what I think I need comfortable sandals, and my Crocs, I'm prancing around, plopping around, crocking around in style and comfort. Hashtag sandal season is something everyone looks forward to, and they're sliding into sandals year round because of how they make us all feel. We're confident enough to reflect our style, but also comfortable enough to be our boldest selves. And being this comfortable transcends a single season, or a single vacation, or a single moment. Dare I say? It is a mindset.
0: Not just a mindset, but this mindset brings the vibes of the summer to any moment. A mindset that creates a space to show up as your most audacious self. A mindset that evokes joyful, bold energy all year long, no matter where it takes you.
2: With the new Croc style sandals, you can embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long, thanks to versatile styles, effortless coolness, and a brand new free feel technology that feels like nothing at all. These aren't just sandals for a single season. Don't just take our word for it, because I know we live in LA. Like, I'm beware of these truly year-round.
0: Yeah, like I got, um... A couple pairs. Um, right now, I am currently on my feet wearing the. She showed me. She showed I- those dogs. I did. I didn't show you my dogs. I just showed like, you the sandals. That's true. That's true. You I was know, trying I like to get to keep my dogs.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got the getaway strappy in plaster. They are so comfortable. I've been wearing them all day, like since I got them yesterday, and. All today, I've been wearing them non-stop, except for when I got in the bed. They're incredible. It feels like I'm wearing nothing at all, which I love when it comes to any type of shoe. They've got the, like Megan mentioned, the fill-free technology. Some of the customer testimonials say it's very soft, light and thin. It seems like you don't have shoes on. There's a cushiony, soft footbed, like walking on clouds and the shoes you can wear with everything and everywhere. There's also comfort on upper straps so they don't dig into your feet, which is why I've been able to wear them all day. They're super soft. The straps are smooth. They're seamless, unrestricted comfort. They're lightweight and they're flexible.
2: We have the same pair of that one, um, though we will have to coordinate so we're not wearing them the same day because uh, my my the size of my foot looks like <laughs> it's eaten like seven of yours. And it, it does send me to a tailspin. But I also have the Brooklyn sandals. I got the Brooklyn high shine heel. Oh, you heard me, a heel. Your girl is wearing a, a wearable high heel. Now these make me feel like the hot girl in Y2K movies. Like I was never that. Like I was like, awkward and like too young but I feel like I could be in a music video and like I literally put them on and like pranced around my living room yesterday I was like Mots look at me and he was like those are Crocs and I was like I know so comfortable so cute and you know these ones if if you look these ones up online everyone like I promise you they're so cute you're like oh is this gonna dig into my foot no doesn't dig anywhere it is so comfortable like Melissa said it's like it's like walking on clouds and they're super sleek and they have this like sink in soft feeling where you don't feel like you're wearing anything with a heel, let alone anything cute. Like I feel like I should be, they're they're too comfortable to be this cute. It's sophistication meets all day comfort and they also feature light ride footbeds and it's a really wearable height, which I love. And you should know when the delivery driver yesterday, I was like doing gardening. And he like came from around the gate holding the package over his head, both hands over his head going, I've got your Crocs. And I was like, (laughs) thanks, my guy. And he was very excited for me as well. So I'm just obsessed. Absolutely love them. And right now you can get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code podcast20 at checkout. That's podcast20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Sibling
0: fights are unavoidable, but what if every moment of tension, real or imagined,
1: were under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for the brothers of the House of Windsor, Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they each married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. I'm Matt
2: Ellison. And I'm Sydney Battle, and we're the hosts of Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, where we on un- pack pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds. We recently looked into the real reason William
1: versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than just these two brothers. It stretches back all
0: the way to the history of the British monarchy, and it's a battle for who will shape its
1: future. Did their feud stem from the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier?
2: Follow Dis & Tell on the Wondery app, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Dis & Tell early and ad Free on Wondry Plus.
0: All right, we're back from our break, and now it's time for But Are You Wrong? And that's when y'all write in and share your thoughts and feelings.
2: You're up. Hi, Eminem. My boyfriend, 27, he, him, and I, 26, she, her, have been together for three years, living together for one. He's wonderful, supportive, intelligent, hilarious, hot, and so sweet. I love him. We're waiting for the butt. (laughs) You didn't even do butt. You just went into it. (laughs) He's messy and I'm more clean and it's causing some resentment. We talk about it openly and I've brought up several times. It's frustrating to have to ask for him to clean slash do something, do it myself, Or I know that it won't get done. Like if we were just out of dish soap, I know for a fact that he wouldn't take initiative to buy more unless I asked. Most of the time, I just do slash clean things myself because it's so annoying to tell him, remind him, or explain to him how to vacuum the carpet, clean the bathroom counter, or feed the cat. Uh, When I bring it up, he asks for examples and everything I bring up feels insignificant. He also says, quote unquote, those things aren't noticeable or it doesn't bother me to have a messy house. It really bothers me. I have ADHD and my environment really impacts my ability to focus and emotionally regulate. And I'm open about this. I try compromising and I don't expect it to be perfectly clean by any means. And I'm okay with taking a larger share of the chores to maintain my mental health. But I, but am I wrong to expect him to learn how to notice when things need attention around the house and take initiative? Sometimes it baffles me that he thinks I'm just naturally better at cleaning and more attentive to messes. When really, I learned from my mom who took care of everything for my family, and my dad and dad who didn't lift a finger unless asked. And it makes me scared I'll resent my boyfriend one day. You're not wrong at all. Didn't you do a butt? Am I wrong? No, I did. <laughs> that was exactly I, I like know. this. And someone was like mad, and they were like, "You literally like like something something about." talking
0: shit about mots or something. Yeah, and
2: I'm like, this is not... If you think that I would get on the podcast and say anything about my personal life involving him that I have not talked to him before about, like, hell no. But I guess some people... um, So, like, couples do that. Like, they use it as a means of communication, which is not me. You're not wrong at all. And there are some things here that I think that make this, like, truly weaponized incompetence. So this is not only like weaponized incompetence it's it's your partner like you being like this is weaponized incompetence and him going yes it is <laughs> like do it, it, like, and you do it yeah and so it's just like this is like really like not knowing how to feed a cat like that's the dumbest
0: thing i've ever without heard. a doubt
2: like there are certain things that it's like yes some people are more comfortable living in mess than other people and that's that that yes that that's that's not i don't disagree with him on that and there are certain things that you might enjoy and and want to clean more than others but nobody is cleaning solely because it's giving them serotonin do you know what I mean like you can enjoy cleaning you could like cleaning but if but this I'm saying if you were cleaning and the result of cleaning is making a total mess no it's it's effective like it's sufficient for your day it can make things a lot easier and like organizing like I don't think there's Cleaning is not morally doesn't hold any moral value, but people are cleaning because it's a it's a visual task that start to finish. You can like sometimes turn your brain off, but you can see. like I think like tasks that show visual completion, those tend to be things that you have instant or gratification from because you're building towards a goal. So to, for all of this to say for him, some men who use weaponizing competence and like idiots like this like truly think oh, you like cleaning. I don't like cleaning. So you can just clean because you like you like things being clean. So therefore you like cleaning. I don't like cleaning. So I'm just not going to clean.
0: Or I don't do it as good as you and I'm just going to make you mad if I do it. So, you know, I'm not going to learn how to do it better. You can just keep doing it. So then you'll be satisfied.
2: Yeah, he's making this. So he's like, oh, I would live in complete and total filth. And it goes, but you wouldn't you were if you were single if you were inviting someone over who you're trying to sleep with and you would leave your entire place a complete you wouldn't like it's just for the fact like you 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 truly would not do that so nothing none of this should feel insignificant like these are really frustrating so if he says those things aren't noticeable it doesn't bother me to have a messy house i this would be you have <laughs> i would i would give like an ultimatum like you have to research and learn how to do if you need to watch a YouTube video to learn how to clean something, if you need to like do this, this and this and do that, like you've got a week. And otherwise, I'm taking a credit card and I'm signing us up for a weekly cleaning service that you're paying for. I was going to say
0: the time that you use that you would be cleaning, go get another job that, you know, like a little part time job. So then
2: you can pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if he doesn't want to pull his weight, then he has to pay for his weight Mm -hmm. to be pulled.
0: And it shouldn't take away from your other finances, you know? No, it's It's just just from him
2: because you're putting time in, then he can put money in. Mm -hmm. That's that's the trade off. Like there's no other way of that. And he has no desire to learn. And you're not the whole thing of like women being naturally better at it. It's, it's not true. No, and it's what it's not natural because it's what you're saying. Like your mom had to clean up after your dad, and so you learned from your mom because women were put in this position, and that's not uh, an instinct. That is a uh, nature. That is <laughs> that is a circumstance, and you will resent him, and you will. It will end up the the same way. And I think anyone fighting back on this is like infuriating because I think that there's like you can be passively men can be a passive victim of the patriarchy like not even noticing that they're participating in it because that's the patriarchy it benefits them and they go I didn't even realize I'm just floating like this is just so easy and it's the response the reaction should be wow I'm so embarrassed I'm going to do better and there should be a conscious effort and a visible effort put in and that effort very quickly should turn into success. Yeah. There's not a very large learning curve there. Like you can fuck something. Like I've fucked things up where I'm like, oh shit, I use this cleaning thing on that I shouldn't. I've kind of like tarnished this or whatever, but you make a mistake, you learn, and you, you keep going forward. But yeah, I would probably reflect on the, what the rest of your dynamics are like like about cooking and other quote-unquote domestic tasks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're wanting to have children Or we already have a cat or any more pets
0: feeding the cat. Like I can't get over that. You're either just putting some dry food in a container or opening a can and putting a few things in. Yeah. That's not hard.
2: And it freaks me out because the two things that I think it sets the precursor for is if the cat dies while you're not here, that's on you Mm -hmm. or you can never leave and you can never trust that anything living Like dead or alive, whether it's plants, animals, your possessions are safe here and secure here while you're gone. So you're trapped. Mm -hmm. And that's like not, not it. So in conclusion, you are not wrong. You're not wrong at all. And I resent your boyfriend already. All right. Next one. Content warning for gun
0: use. Hey, Megan and Melissa, my 28 female sister, Ari, 37 female has had a strained relationship with our brother, Brady, 40 mil, for the past year after he disowned her son, Arthur, 15 mil. Last summer, Arthur got into some trouble with the law after he was found with a gun on him on two separate occasions. He was arrested and spent some time in a detention center, but has been on the mend after receiving one-year probation from the courts. Brady, when he was a teenager, was part of a dangerous gang in town and had made far worse decisions, but was able to turn his life around after becoming a father. Brady has now made several comments about Arthur not being allowed around his daughter, 16 female and Arthur's bestie, and refuses to help guide him. Knowing this, I have kept my relationship with my brother at arm's length as I feel he is being a complete asshat. Brady and I have never been close as where my sister is my best friend. Ari is upset with me, though, about still having contact with Brady, but refuses to acknowledge that she still talks to Kate, 38 female, one of my dad's kids who shut me out. Ari was there to witness all the trauma I endured after losing not only my dad, but his side of the family, too. She's seen me go from being a confident grown woman to a scared child hiding behind racks, all because Kate or one of the others was passing by. I have tried to explain to Ari how it's hypocritical for her to expect me to cut someone out of my life for her sake when she wouldn't do the same for me. So am I wrong for keeping contact with Brady given the circumstances? I mean, given the circumstances that it's hypocritical, then no.
2: No, but I think you're trying to use this teacher sister like a, a lesson because I don't, it doesn't seem like you want to have a relationship with Brady and like the way that you're describing it to me is that this is an opportunity to show your sister that like this hurts you. I would like you because it sounds like you want her to cut Kate off. And if she did that, you'd be happy cutting Brady off.
0: Mm. I don't read it like that. But like if you and this is actually kind of similar to what we have. in don't blame me earlier this week. Yeah. But If you should have a conversation with Ari about like a a serious conversation of like, you know, if y'all want to maintain these outside relationships with siblings, then you just have to keep those parts of your life separate. Like, don't talk about them together. Don't try to have family events where y'all all are together. Like, you just have to keep them separate. If Kate wasn't a factor, then I would be like, yeah, You're wrong. But since it is a factor and this is what y'all's life is, then just keeping them separate. And I don't think that anybody is wrong.
2: I do think, though, the reverse of it is she could then call you hypocritical of like, well, you want me to cut Kate off, but you still have contact with. That's what I'm saying. You're both hypocrites. So I think in this instance, like for me, if I were in your shoes, Sometimes like, yeah, if an opportunity presents itself, you go, wow, I can now be petty essentially and like show this person like, look how much it sucks now. But there's also the other side of like, yeah, I can be like, yeah, no, I'm, they clearly have hurt you and I don't align with that. So like I'm cutting them off. And that I'm not one who's always like lead by example in that kind of way. But if the goal is to like teach her a, a lesson to show that she's being hypocritical, I think participating in the game by also being like hypocritical then neither of you really have strong footing. Like yeah, you're, neither
0: of you have... You can't say anything to, yeah, to the Yeah, it cancels others. it out. So, so like, I think, just don't talk about it.
2: Yeah, so... I, and I think, like, it, you said you're not even... You're not really close. You're keeping him at arm's length. And, like, she's your best friend. So, I, I think the issue is that she's friends with and is still close with talks to Kate. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's the, the issue. But once you bring Brady in there, then you suddenly have a tit-for-tat thing. Right. And... Neither of you are probably going to budge. And I don't think you'll actually get what you want, which is mm-hmm. your sister to understand how much that hurts you. So I think cutting out Brady is an act of goodwill that's not, doesn't seem like it's hard for you at all. Yeah. Yeah. This
0: isn't an advice show.
2: No. But those are just thoughts. Mm-hmm. Maybe what this has taught me is in most situations, when there's like, it's hypocritical, two people, both people end up. If you like stand your ground in something where it's like, oh, you're being hypocritical about this, and it's like, well, both people dig their heels, and then you're both technically, yeah, and then you lose all argument. Exactly. I never thought about that. In this situation,
0: I think both of you are wrong. But since both of you are wrong, then that makes you not wrong. So (laughs) if you're right, (laughs) that's true. Anyway, we're gonna take another break.
1: Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the
0: WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues We're back from our break and it's time for, but are they wrong? And that's when we pick someone from popular culture. Yep. Or unpopular culture or just some random small town. And we nominate them as the worst of the week or as we like to call it. And for some reason, people have picked up on it. Rachel of the week.
2: So I had two options. Uh, Actually, I was pretty confident with the one that I was choosing. And then last night, my timeline was violently attacked by a video. From, I think her username is CultureWorks. She's great. You'd love her. If she's not an Aquarius, I'll be shocked. She's either an Aquarius or a Capricorn. Yes, CultureWork. So she did this video. So I'm going to just give a first a quick little shout out. Just a nod to um, someone being a fucking asshat. Is uh, the LA Dodgers. And uh, the LA Dodgers, The this conservative, this faux, this real conservative faux... Legitimate organization of uh, Christians that have they're a a quote unquote Catholic organization. They're it, they're like a like a club. Like mm-hmm. they're not. <laughs> this is not like a government agency. Like this is not a a a thing. This is like some buddies with a Twitter account. They have bullied the L.A. Dodgers into dropping charity drag group from Pride Night, and Dodgers are having a Pride night, and they've decided that the Sisters of Perpetual Intelligence, which is a community nonprofit who have done Catholic-inspired, like they like none like the nun stuff, and they talk a lot about deconverting from religions and, you know, religious trauma, which is heavily ingrained in the LGBTQI community. They have removed them from participating in this because they're listening to the conservative bigots who have said that it's Mean to Catholics.
0: In L.A.? In L.A. Do these people
2: contribute a lot to the booster club? No. And also, it's Pride Night. Right. And they're like, they're cosplaying as Catholic. They're appropriating our culture. Mm. It's laughable. And Senator Mark Rubio was the one who was really championing behind it. He doesn't live here. Because he hates gay people and found a way that he could make it about pseudo-religion. So yeah, they had uninvited them, and this is from Mark Harris, NYC, on Twitter. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence was founded in 1979. One was on Newsweek's first AIDS cover. They're major activists in the first year of crisis. They're sewn into the AIDS quilt. This is just pathetic, that it, the response to this. Like, they've literally been a huge... Part of
0: the L.A. culture for a long time.
2: Yeah, and, like, groundbreaking in championing safety in health access for people who with HIV and AIDS and like (laughs) this is LA this is a literal event for pride and then we're censoring that for a group of people who are unhappy with the entirety of it like why are you talking you why are we catering to our haters do you know what I mean Uh like then just fucking cancel the whole thing at that point like what So they're the Catholic League who says this, and they're literally not real people. And their Twitter account on the 17th of January of this year said Pete Buttigieg should call Chaston his partner, not his husband. The two of them may not like it, but the truth is not determined by what is popular. It is determined by what makes sense according to nature and nature's God. Like, why are we, are we just listening to homophobe? Like of how we should do pride? Like the fuck? So that's my little one. But then I was visually accosted. By this story, which I'm not going to say that it's her fault at all, because she did give a trigger warning on the video and said, like, this is super fucked up, which enticed me. And I kept watching. Of course. And she said this again, culture work on TikTok. The opening line, I need everybody in Los Angeles to sit down for a second right now. And I said, ma'am, I'm sitting.
0: are you sitting and were you were you sat or I, were you lying down?
2: I was reclined. My head was not at the same level as my chest, like as my heart. Like, you know, my legs were up. My body was reclined. I was like, I am not scrolling. You've got me in. She then goes on to talk about a Twitter thread that no joke, moments prior, I had just been on Twitter, saw the thread and went, that seems like a whole thing I don't want to open and read. I'll I'll look into that later. And she just starts opening it. I go, well, boy, oh boy, am I glad that I... Imagine, I skipped by it. I didn't see this TikTok. I would have missed all of this. Do you need to give a content warning? Yes. Okay. I'm about to give the content warning. The content warning is bestiality and unaliving kittens. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. So I would like to nominate the restaurant Horses. Horses is a restaurant in LA, and it's co-owned by two chefs, former husband and wife, Elizabeth Johnson. Okay, they were husband and wife up until... Very recently. They're filing for divorce. So when this restaurant was operating, which is up until very recently, a husband and wife, a duo. And then her husband, Will, and his last name is A-G-H-A-J-A-N-I-A-N. And she's filing for divorce and has accused her husband of killing multiple family cats. So she filed a request for a domestic violence restraining order in November of last year, and it was granted in December and has been extended. And according to the LA Times, she alleges that Will and I had, have had cats that mysteriously ended up dying, including one in 2017, who I took to a shelter when she became seriously wounded overnight. The shelter informed her that the cat had been seriously abused, but her husband denied any involvement, and then she believed him up until there was another incident with a new kitten that was put in their care. And according to this Twitter thread, they had like, <laughs> they, they used the term like, they had an open door policy for stray cats. And I go, I did not open door policy. To me, that's, I'm thinking, we're, our marriage is open to other humans. But it was like, oh, we love rescuing cats. And so it was, it's a given that like, we're just, anytime there's a stray cat or a kitten, like we're taking them in. So that's important because it's been alleged that there's been, more than dozens of cats that they've had over the years. Some have even speculated like 50 plus. With the new kitten, there was another incident that she was like, oh shit, actually, maybe you have something to do with this. So she alleges that he threatened to feed a cat to coyotes and then walked in like and witnessed him violently shaking one of the cats at night. And the kitten ended up dying the next day. And then she said, we'll put the dead cat in the trash and insisted on keeping the corpse in the house. And again, this is on like divorce shit like this isn't like her going to a paper Mm -hmm. to say to talk shit like this is I'm trying to get my fucking money and get my uh, permanent restraining order against him and have people know that this is this is through the courts so she also alleges that he physically abused her saying that in 2019 he dragged her across the floor by her legs and then he threw on his own restraining order to her saying that she threatened to kill him repeatedly burned him with a metal spatula and then has asked for custody of their some of their like animals back but not all of them and then he alleges that she falsely accuses me of things that she has done or threatened to do to me and my pets my pets are like children to me and I love them dearly so that's what the story is being reported in the LA Times and in all of the other articles, because for the most part <laughs> on those specific publications, they're not going to report things that are com- been completely unfounded without sources who might not be revealing themselves to the public, but will be revealing themselves and their reason why they know these things and their connections to the journalist. But you can go to Twitter for when people are good, when the streets are, you know, mm-hmm. people are gossiping and talking, it's a small town. So according to Twitter user Nike PS5, the story gets a whole lot weirder and the, the tweets are are fucked and again, they're all allegations, they're an anonymous. So from another so from that account I just said, these are screenshots of a text message that he's posted. So Liz the chef was with this dude Will that was that was the co-chef at Horses when it opened till the top of this year. Apparently they had an open door policy about adopting stray cats at home. And mysteriously, like half a dozen of them have died over the span of a year or so. Apparently, Liz was already feeling increasingly freaked out and thinking something was up. This is the really disturbing part. So if anyone, feel free to skip 10 seconds. She comes home a few months ago and Will is, and this is their words, Will is beating his meat while strangling a kitten. And this is all before the LA Times story comes out. Is This is what is being broke like first. And so people are tweeting... Someone tweeted, horses really closing or Lauren Sherman tweeted, Hor- if horses is really closing, I might have to move my family and our entire life back to New York. And then Foster Kramer replied on Twitter. Oh, I assure you, when the story comes out, you're going to want to move your family to like the woods. And that was prior to the L.A. Times so story know. coming out. Does that
0: person say what their relationship is to them or do they access the court documents before it hit public record?
2: Editor in chief at Futurism, Best American Food Writing 2021, bylines for New York Times. Like it's a they're a writer. Okay. So that to me is sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another screenshot saying this from another source. Apparently, the husband and wife who own it are divorcing because he cheated on her with a bunch of sex workers and gave his wife a ton of STDs. And the cat story is more or less a part of the story. And that the last straw was walk, her walking on the cap. Into, in walking in on him with the cat and all of the investors are dropping out and someone said Elle said I mentioned the story with some random friends of colleagues at Drinks night and they all apparently know the wife and then they're claiming that it's a lie that she's making up to regain ownership and then someone else is claiming that they are both cat killers with screenshots of alleged text messages between them but that's uh, that who fucking knows right So saying, I'm hungry. Sorry, I can't talk now. Should I get in and out in service? I leave early tonight. Last table seven. Sure. If I get famous, will anyone ever find out about pancakes or the cats? No. Love you. Which is like saying that Liz is the one saying, will anyone find out about the cats? And then another one alleging that it's her saying, what apron should I get? And whatever you want. I will kill Poncho, the cat. And you will eat Poncho oil pills. This is horrific. And... Now that I've watched one TikTok, my entire TikTok is this. Well, you
0: got to do the thing not interested, unless you are interested. Well, the amount of people
2: who are trying to get reserved, like I saw TikTok people going when you're standing outside because you have reservations at Horses for dinner tonight and you're like, ah, I'm going to go home now. Mm. Yeah. So who knows if any of it's true? All of it's true. Some of it's true. But Wow. If this is all fake, maybe James Corden is behind this. So then the biggest restaurant drama of late is not him sending back his wife's omelet. Which I
0: forgot about that. Melissa,
2: I will never forget about that because she got an egg yolk only omelet. And the fact that you would even be able to chew that and swallow that.
0: Who does that?
2: Melissa, I don't know. All
0: right. That is horrific. And I don't like it. So for mine. I'm nominating trevor jacob, twenty nine year old former Olympian who had one hundred and forty thousand subscribers on YouTube. He recently pled guilty to a felony charge after he purposely crashed an airplane for reviews. So uh, he had been under investigation for staging a plane crash in twenty twenty in december twenty twenty one. And uh this past Thursday, the Justice Department announced that a plea agreement was filed with the U.S. District Court in L.A. And in the video that he titled, I crashed my plane, Jacob had been seen diving out of a civilian aircraft and popping his parachute. He claims the video. Why
2: not pop your pussy?
0: <laughs> Sorry. Uh... Popping the parachute, he claims in the video that the airplane malfunctioned while it was flying over the Los Padres National Forest in California. The video is still on YouTube and it has 4.1 million views on it. And it was like met with skepticism that it was staged. And the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration agreed that it seemed odd that Jacob was wearing a parachute at the time of the crash. And furthermore, according to the (laughs) FAA's letter, authorities took note that Jacob didn't make an attempt to contact air traffic control and also didn't attempt to restart the plane's engine. It was also perceived that Jacob could have safely glided to numerous landing spots around the area, but the FAA says Jacob didn't attempt to do so. After the crash, Jacob, quote unquote, recovered and then disposed of the wreckage according to the FAA and Jacob has admitted that he lied about that. In the weeks following the crash, Jacob lied to investigators and said that he did not know the records, the wreckage's location. According to the plea agreement, the DOJ says, in fact, on December 10th, 2021, Jacob and a friend flew by helicopter to the wreckage site and Jacob used straps to secure the wreckage and carry it to Santa Barbara County where it was loaded onto a trailer attached to Jacob's pickup truck and Jacob drove the wreckage to the airport and unloaded it on a hangar and then he cut up and destroyed the plane wreckage over the course of a few days and deposit the detached parts of the wreckage Why is plane
2: serial killery
0: right into trash bins At the airport elsewhere, which he admitted in his plea agreement was done with the intent to obstruct federal authorities from investigating the plane crash. So he admitted to plan on making money from the YouTube video and he has, of course, already had his pilot's license revoked just a fun fact. He was on the U.S. snowboarding team in 2014. I was ask
2: you, what sport was it? Yeah,
0: and he competed in several Winter X games where his best finish time was fifth place. And he faces up to 20 years in prison. All our Rachels of the Week were Los Angeles-based.
2: Oh, wow, you're right. City of Angels, baby. Okay, so did anyone get hurt? No. He knew
0: where he was going to dump it. Like he planned this is all like this out so embarrassing for it's him. very embarrassing like and the fact that like in the video he already has on his parachute that's like
2: so embarrassing yeah. like this is mortifying that you filmed this I love the fact that he wanted to do this, but like well I, I need to be smart and safe about it like this is if you want to be smart what you this
0: do is, so is sad. in I mean, the video when you reportedly have problems you pick up the parachute and put it on in the video you don't you're not already sitting there with it on
2: I didn't realize that this is that illegal and I know it's because it's like the risk of safety like if you didn't you didn't hurt anyone but you could have and this could have been a huge ordeal and then there's all of those specific things with like having your pilot like you having a pilot's license is different than having like a car license because you have to report things to all of that other Mm -hmm. stuff so he never reported. That's what
0: I mean. So like, he let it wreck, and then he lied, and then he he's also getting like some of the charges are because he's obstructing justice. Well, so so he's I mean, lying.
2: The, for a lot of pe- for a lot of other things, you could fake something for a video, mm-hmm. and there's no specific group of like there's no organization that is in plane crashes. Like people, they have to look at the manufacturers. Yeah. Like there's all of those kinds of things. Like yes. if you crash your car for a video into your own your house that you own into a wall, like on your own property, the city might have something to say if there's like a technicality, but like no one really gives a shit. But like- But it's also
0: in national forest. Yeah.
2: Like there's the sky, There, you know, there's all of these other things here. So I'm just like, sure, you have to go through the effort of getting a pilot's license. Like, you know that what you're doing is illegal. Like this is like tax evasion. Like someone's gonna, you have to lie then to the- those people. It's not just about getting caught. Yeah. Cuz you filmed it. And I'm also like what
0: did the people that you hired with the helicopter like what did they think you were doing? Yeah. Have you like ever, you went in you, how much money did he spend on all this?
2: Has he ever thought about being an office coordinator like the people who buy all of the snacks and like make all of the calendars? Like he seems to be very me- like diligent and lots of planning no because that's not gonna get him views i follow i i watch a lot of those people doing those on tiktok and i'm like oh, okay. this looks like he he would be a very good pta member but he needs the
0: thrill of it he's like i can't get the thrill yeah, from snowboarding not, not anymore so
2: much of a thrill i still have to wear my parachute the whole yeah. time <laughs> like I, you know what david dobrik is seeing this and he's going like I've got an idea, and he's just stroking his cat, like, like, look, fucking evil, his eyes glowing. But I'm like, like you could have glided the plane in. I think
0: people would have been more into the 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 excitement of that of you, real like,
2: life Sully. Yeah, I my my plane was going down, Sully and I was real life. <laughs> it wasn't just
0: Tom Hanks in a movie. Sully was real life. You're
2: right. <laughs> I know. My bad. My bad. But like. You know, the, I'm the YouTube Sully, like, oh, like you, you like a close call sort of thing, but like, look at my skills, like this to me was just, this is like not very good no. acting in in all of this, like like twenty years, like holy shit, bro, like you, do you know that that's what you could face because he didn't hurt anyone, like he did every like. In a way, you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like he left a bunch of damage and like wreckage and like he like did all of this other shit, but it's like, no, 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 point blank. Even if you did this in a way that wasn't a nuisance or harmful to other people, there's a part of that that's just pure chance and luck. And like, there was a risk. But then also like, even through all of that, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. If you're facing 20 years in prison for 4.1 million views, that's not good. Like, Which was a year ago. If you're going to really risk prison for content, I expect something better.
0: The uh, top comment on YouTube says,
2: this was epic. Please try again after 20
0: years.
2: (laughs) Uh, My video of putting tape on Dylan O'Brien's face has more views than that. And I'm not going to jail. Yeah. That was a sponsored video. That was in part. I don't know if it's technically sponsored, but that's it. I tried on my bikinis eight years ago. Well, you were also naked in that video. I peeled, I peeled dead skin off of my feet. I hate that, sir. Have you thought about being a beauty guru? (laughs) I just have to tell you, like, or what about those rage baiting videos of people who like make sexual fetish videos of like food, where it's like, oh, you're gonna like blah blah blah, and you're like, oh, like why is this person making like, why are you putting a raw egg into popcorn and then just taking it out at the end? Like that makes no sense. Sir, there are other ways. I
0: don't know who Charlie is, so forgive me if they're problematic, but somebody said, I love that Charlie made more views talking about this video than Jacob did by crashing the plane and getting 20 years.
2: Yeah, I'm shocked.
0: And even a year ago, when this was posted, someone said, if this wasn't staged, you're a bad pilot. If this was staged, you're possibly a criminal. So like somebody that's a, Pilot, like yeah. looking at this, automatically knows. Well, his that's faith. what I mean.
2: I'm like, I don't know that this is illegal, but like, I also don't have my pilot's license, and like, that's not something you fucking get. Like, half-ass paying attention, like that's something that like some people, like you have to clock in not not only like hours, but like studying. Like, it's it's a hard feat to get, and like you know the laws, and you know the regular, you know those things. So you knew all of that. If some if I did this, I would be like, oh shit, yeah, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Because you didn't. But I didn't even know this was illegal. But you know who did? You. Yep. (laughs) And you did it. All right. Well, that's it. That is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. Again, please vote. Head on over to our Instagram. They'll be in the stories there. Sometimes if you like, watch the stories through one time or I don't know, you skip back and forth or sometimes things just kind of G- all the, on the time for me. Yeah, for me now, it's like that even when I watch my own story as someone who is my own biggest fan and I watch my own story all the time, they will suddenly one or two will disappear or they're not. We won't be in order. It'll be kind of confusing. So at the same time that I upload them onto our story, I also put them in the highlights at the exact same time. So if you are not familiar with the format of the show or you are familiar and you're like, oh, I can definitely tell one's missing. The numbers aren't adding up. Just vote there from and view it from the stories. They're only up for 24 hours and they will be up tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday.
0: We've got um, a comment from Spotify and this is in regards to our, but am I watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I love YouTube geeking out on film and TV industry in these things. It's so interesting seeing these shows through that lens. I hope you continue these.
2: Well, I hope you liked my rant on method
0: acting. (laughs) Yeah. I want to do Little Mermaids. I say it with an S because there's two.
2: I mean, I'll watch the old one too. Okay. I'm fine with that. Cool. So if there's any things that you want us to talk about on this, like you want us to you you want to nominate someone for Rachel of the Week, or you have a hot take or a rant or anything that you're like would love to hear a take on this or suggestions, we welcome them. Whether that's I do have
0: something to say oh. on that. Uh, if it's something that needs a content warning on oh. it, please do not tag me.
2: If you're gonna tag me on something us on something on TikTok, please, content warning. Or I would prefer in those instances, send the video in a message with what you're like, this something going along here. I prefer um, hee hee ha ha. So I prefer no, the laughing ones. I, mean. I prefer a hee hee ha ha. I have been a call where people have tagged me in something where it's like, I'm like waiting for like the punchline and it's like something about like trauma. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Fuck off. Like, okay. And it's like not, only, we only tag in hee hee ha ha. Mm-hmm. So please do that. And, you know, it can be anything as like, it doesn't even have to be something that feels like very topical to this specific show. Because if you have our, want our thoughts on something, we can also talk about it on a fisting Friday or ACU next Tuesday. I found out one of the guys from Vanderpump Rules. He's like a DJ and his event is Tuesday. It's called See You Next Tuesday. And he has a song that involves the Vanderpump Rules, like theme song. And then he does something with like, like pull up your pumptinis, bitch. Because they have like a Vanderpump martini. He's a character. Anyways. Okay. Well, thank you all for
0: listening. And we will circle, circle back.
2: back. Goodbye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks.
0: And me, Melissa Demonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions.
2: Post-production by Coco Lorenz.
0: And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.